Hello there, and thanks for joining me here on Raising Daughters. Dr. Tim Jordan here, and as we enter the holiday season, I want to start with a quote. Be kind to every child, because every child is facing some kind of adversity. If you think that's being dramatic, let me throw out some statistics to start ourselves off here today. Up to 75% of kids and teens will be exposed to at least one adverse experience when they're growing up. There's a report in 1998 called the Adverse Childhood Experience Study, where they studied 18,000 middle-class families. Two-thirds of these families reported at least one adversity, and half reported two or more. And when there was two or more, people called that an adversity package, because kids were affected over and over again by whatever was going on in their homes, what some people would call cumulative trauma. When I'm talking about adversity, let me throw out some some different kinds of experiences that we would call adversity. Going through a divorce, physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, drug and alcohol abuse by a parent, parents with a, <coughs> excuse me, with a mental illness, sibling aggression or bullying, domestic violence, the loss of a parent through divorce or death or a parent being incarcerated, a sibling who has special needs, being bullied at school. Those are just some examples of adversities that kids have to experience. It's interesting these statistics, and it's sobering. One out of four kids lives with an alcoholic. It's the most common illness kids see parents suffer from. One out of four kids live with an alcoholic. And it's not just the alcohol issues that are the problem, it's also what goes along with it, oftentimes, which is things like depression and domestic violence. One third of kids are bullied, and it usually happens at school. That's one out of three. 50% of women who have a serious mental illness live with their children. Sibling aggression is the most common form of family violence. About one out of three kids experience it, and it's hard for, for kids because it's inescapable. You're with your sibling every single day. One out of nine kids loses a parent to death before the ages of 20, but perhaps an even harder loss for a lot of kids is a different kind. It's not when a parent dies. It's a kind of uh, loss that is not widely acknowledged, uh, sometimes they call them disenfran disenfranchised grieving. That's when kids are abandoned by a parent because of a divorce or a mental illness or parents who are incarcerated. Kids are left behind and they feel alone, but they don't feel entitled to, their, to the very real loss or the real experience of loss because their parent isn't dead. It's a hard one for kids to wrap their heads around and their emotions. Two out of three reports of sexual assault occur versus kids under 18. Two out of three reports of sexual assault occur against kids under 18, and 25% of girls will experience some kind of inappropriate sexual activity by the time they're 18 years of age. And last that, 50% of incarcerated adults are parents, thus have kids who are dealing with a parent who is in jail. I'm bringing up this issue at this time of the year because it's the holidays that are coming around, and I think kids feel the emotions around all these adversities more so around the holidays. They feel the losses more. They may see other families, like families of their friends, who seem happier and more connected. And most of the kids become more aware of what they're missing, which makes it really hard to kind of get through this time of year. Be kind to every child, because every child is facing some kind of adversity. One of the single best predictors of good adjustment after going through adversity is having external support. 
and research has showed that the higher the number of adults with whom the child likes to associate, the more likely that they are to make a successful transition into adulthood. So I'm asking you, not just this holiday season, but all year round, but especially now, to be a safe haven for some kids. Be that safe adult that a child can go to to tell their secrets to. Every time a child tells a story about what's going on to them, their story becomes more organized and understandable and shorter, and they, and they are able to process it and make better sense of it every time they disclose it. I read one analysis of 150 studies, and, and they, they discovered that self-disclosure is extremely beneficial for kids. Those with undisclosed adversity experience more negative outcomes, which looks like things like depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and, and uh, uh, delinquent behavior, etc. It wasn't the kind of adversity that predicted health problems in kids. It was keeping their troubles to themselves. The act of keeping the secret became more damaging than the actual experience. So kids need to name it to be able to tame it. They need safe adults to talk to. Maybe you can be one of those adults this time of year for a cousin or a niece or a nephew or a grandchild. There are hundreds of studies who've shown that what predicts distress after adversity is not the severity of the event, but how alone you feel afterwards. It's not the severity of the adversity that counts the most, but how alone a child feels afterward. So being able to share secrets and having supportive people in life becomes the most powerful predictor of being able to feel good in adulthood after you've been through those, that, that adversity. Another way you can be kind to a child this holiday season is to be a model. You cannot be what you cannot see. And a lot of these kids who go through adversity have never had a chance to live in a home where it was peaceful and calm. They saw a loving marriage where they see people get along and handle conflicts peacefully. Be a model. Your home, your marriage, your family, the way you parent, all those can be the model and the template that some kids may take with them to form their own adult lives because they don't see it in their own homes. Going to friends' houses a lot of times gives kids a place where they can feel safe and relaxed. They, they can lighten up and, and maybe feel loved and appreciated. I bet a lot of you listening to this podcast, when you were a kid growing up, I hope you had some safe adults that you could go to and, and confide in. A safe place where you could go and leave your home for a while and just get away. Get away from the chaos and the, the abuse or the, or, the, or the problems with divorce or the mental illness or the alcoholism or whatever it might have been to get away for a while to grandma and grandpa's house, to, to an aunt or uncle or a friend's house, some way where you could get away and just breathe. Be kind to every child because every child is facing some kind of adversity. Be that house for a kid. Uh, be that family for a kid. Be that template for them this holiday season. Albert Einstein said one time that the world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. Let me say that again. The world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. I want to make sure that all of you listening to this, maybe this holiday season, do something about it. Let me give you an example. Howard Schultz, who's the chairman of Starbucks, he has an interesting story. When he was a kid, at about the age of seven, his dad lost his job, and his family had tremendous financial problems after that where there was always bill collectors coming, moving around. 
uh, didn't have enough money for a lot of things. His dad died when he was young, and he left with no pension, no savings. So Howard Schultz struggled and went through a lot of adversity. Fast forward a lot of years, and now he's the chairman of Starbucks. And he said when he became chairman, he made sure that that company had an extensive health care program with benefits even for part-time workers. And here's a quote from Howard Schultz. I knew in my heart that if I was ever in a position where I could make a difference, I would not leave people behind. Although I didn't consciously plan it that way, Starbucks has become a living legacy of my dad. He took his adversity and he made it into something good in his adult life. Uh, there's a guy named Mark Seary who did a study of 2,000 adults. And what he found was those who had experienced at least some adversity in their lives were both more successful and more satisfied with their lives as opposed to people who experienced extremely high levels of hardship or those who experienced, had experienced none at all. So having some adversity does not have to be a bad thing as long as kids get the support to overcome it. Nisky said a long time ago, in moderation, whatever does not kill us may indeed make us stronger. Whatever does not kill us may indeed make us stronger, but only if support is present. There was a fascinating study that started in 1938. It's called the Grant Study, 268 Harvard students. And they followed these, these uh, people all the way through their adulthoods until they were into their 80s and 90s. And they were hoping to discover the secrets of, of super achievers because they were assuming these are Harvard students. They're, they're going to have incredible lives. And many did have very successful lives. They became senators and doctors and lawyers, all kinds of things. But they all, all of them faced adversity, and all of them struggled in some form through, in their lives. Example, by the age of 50, one out of three of these Harvard students had a mental health disorder, something like depression or anxiety. They all struggled, and that was a big surprise to the people who did the study. But they found, which is a positive thing, that by far the most important influence on where these grant men's lives turned out okay was love. Those who had love in their lives flourished at home and at work. And sometimes it was the love of a spouse that overturned what they didn't get when they were kids. After you go through adversity, or while you're going through adversity, it takes a lot of guts, a lot of courage to believe you're deserving of good treatment. That's a hard one for a lot of kids to swallow who are in the middle of adversity. It helps a lot if kids have a caring adult in their lives who can see through that experience that the kids are going through and to see the real kid. To have an adult in their lives who sees more in that kid than they can see for themselves at that point in their lives. To hold a higher vision for them until they can grow into it. That's why I want you to do this holiday season. I want you to be that adult in some kid's life. There's a long, longitudinal study done by Emmy Werner. It was called Vulnerable But Invincible. That was the name of the book. I read it a long time ago during my fellowship training. And she studied a, a bunch of kids on the island, island of Kauai in Hawaii. And, she, and the poorest kids uh, they were predicting would have terrible outcomes. But what they found was that about a third of them made it through. And when they studied what, would the, what were the uh, factors that best predicted that these kids would do okay was that they had at least one adult in their life who loved them, who provided consistent warmth and supervision, somebody who cared and looked after them. Many times it was not a mom or a dad. It was a, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a neighbor, somebody who took that kid under their wing and gave them the love that they deserved. 
Be kind to every child because every child is facing some kind of adversity. Be that adult this holiday season. The kids that you cross your paths with, it might be um, a niece or a nephew. It, um, it might be some kid in your neighborhood who, who cuts your grass or who, who shovels the snow in your walk. It might be any kid who crosses your paths, some kid you're coaching on a, on a team. It might be one of your kid's friends who comes over, who comes from a really rough uh, uh, childhood experience, whose home is not a healthy place to be. Be that home, be that person, be that family, be that married couple, be that place, that safe haven for those kids to relax and to be able to be themselves and to feel loved and connected and cared for. Be kind to every child because every child is facing some kind of adversity. Thank you for tuning in to Raising Daughters. If you like these, these podcasts, please share them with your friends. I hope you all have a very blessed and very happy and healthy and connected holiday season. I'll see you back here in two weeks for another podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.